Polyamory Uncensored is excited to announce a brand new product. We have designed a planner and journal specifically geared for polyamorous individuals. If you're a fan of the podcast, you know that I love recommending journaling to our guests and audience members. After about the 50th time or so I caught myself suggesting it, I thought to myself, there should be a journal specifically designed for us polyamorous folks. One that includes a planner, because of course we be planning, and one that prompts us to go deep into our poly lives. You know, the good, the bad, the ugly, the just plain complicated truths. <laughs> and I wanted to put together a space where you could go if you needed to vent out all of those really hard poly drama feelings. So I designed the Polyamory Uncensored Planner and Journal. This little book includes a full year planner for the year 2021, as well as self-discovery pages, guided journal with polyamory themed prompts and resource guide pages so that you can keep track of the books and podcasts and websites that you find helpful in your poly journey. Get yours today for yourself or the thoughtful polyamorist in your life at tinyurl.com slash poly 2021. That's tinyurl.com slash poly 2021. In doing so, you support me and this podcast. Thank you so much. I love you. Bye. Hi there, and welcome to Polyamory Uncensored, a podcast where we, your hosts, Lindsay Miller and Katie Williams, interview a poly person each episode, and we try to answer the five points of journalism. Who, what, when, where, and why, as it pertains to our poly lives. Welcome to episode 51, where instead of talking to a special guest, we are going to help you be ready when we finally can go out and start meeting new people again safely by creating a dating profile worth a damn. All right, so um, so I created this little presentation that I really just have only shown my poly group during a discussion on points of making a, a good dating profile that I have seen through my years of being on things like OkCupid and Tinder and and honestly just being in online communities and forums where we talk about online dating and kind of how much it sucks and the good, the bad, the ugly, right, and all of that. I've met a lot of really awesome people. You know, I'll, I'll forward the this whole discussion with like, I have met a lot of awesome people who have had good and bad profiles, you know, on, <laughs> online dating platforms. So I do Possible like- to overcome a terrible dating profile. Yeah, I think it definitely helps having a good dating profile, but also ha- being a good person and having a good personality is is generally more important. But sometimes you don't get to meet that person until you, you know, yeah. especially nowadays. Yeah. Well, I think one of the things that's really challenging about writing a good online profile is all kinds of internet dating really um, favors people who are decent writers. And not everybody is a decent writer. I mean, and not even everybody who is intelligent or lovely or somebody you want to date is a decent writer. So it's, I think, extra challenging if you are a bad writer, but a good human being and an interesting person. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I know, I know I met most of my partners online and some of them were like literally creative writing majors, really good writers. And that came through in, you know, emails and, and profiles and such. And some don't care about writing at all. Generally don't read or write 
and uh, and that's totally fine. But they are, you know, very smart humans who just don't really like to write. And they're like, I'd rather just get to the point or talk to you in person. And I was like, okay, yeah. I mean, if I trust somebody to get to that point, that works too. <laughs> it's definitely possible, but I think it is a higher bar. I mean, and I'm not saying it's fair or good or right or, you know, anything. Just the facts. There are, there are a lot of people out there yeah. and making a good first impression will smooth your path. And that, that usually is the case when I've met them in person first. You know, like if I meet them out at a, um, a poly meetup first and then we start talking online and they're like, I don't really write. <laughs> well, I'm like, well, but I already know you as a person in person, so right. I'm you know, willing to take a risk there. So, how do we help people make a good first impression? Yeah. So, first, I just kind of wanted to to address some of the online dating platforms that I know of, and that are generally pretty good for people who are polyamorous or ethically non-monogamous. My favorite is OkCupid because not only can you link up profiles with the partner. So it's obviously they understand that polyamory exists. Granted, you can only do it with one partner. So they're still kind of limited and a little bit more like heteronormative, but you can do that. It is an option. You can state that you're polyamorous. And then there's also like 15 to 20 different other identities and labels that you can attach to your profile, which is really cool. And you also have a lot of room to write. It's, I mean, pretty unlimited how much uh, room you have to write whereas like tinder and other profiles you have like 250 characters or something like that you know something pretty minimal but tinder no, is another option encourage people to write volumes and volumes and volumes i know i would not encourage it necessarily but when it comes to okcupid versus tinder and being able to say like i am you know ethically non-monogamous and this is what that means to me i feel like having a little bit more room helps um, but also there, there is the tactic of like, I'm Polly, ask me what that means if you're curious, <laughs> you know? Um, so it could also, having a smaller profile, I think has its advantages of allowing you more to talk about in messaging. Right. But I know I, I always give more information than less. That's just the kind of person I am because if someone reads you know, in the first profile that I'm polyamorous, bisexual, queer, uh, feminist, and one of those things upsets them, they can leave my profile immediately, which I hope they do. <laughs> I think it's a sweet spot because you want to provide enough information to be a useful screening tool for yourself and others. Um, but you also don't want to put the whole novel in there so that people are like, oh my God, this is just a wall of text. I can't get through this. How much would you be letting me talk if we were meeting in real life? <laughs> For sure, yes. Um, so there are other, there's a couple other options that are actually specific for poly folks. Uh, hashtag open is an open relationship dating app uh, field which used to be previously called uh, Thrinder, I believe, is kind of a, a threesome, swinging, open, all of the above app. It's geared specifically more for couples to find a person to join their groups. So also, it could be kind of unicorn hunting. But I've seen a lot of swingers on that on that uh, platform. 
Uh, Bumble is a basic kind of Tinder-esque, uh, OkCupid-like okay, uh, okay uh, dating app, but only women get to send the first message. I don't know how that works with gay and lesbian couples. I think then anyone can send the first message, but when it comes to heterosexual couples, only women can send the first message. Uh, I put FetLife on my list, but that is not a dating platform. It is just a, a kinky themed social network. But some people do. But it is people. frequently used as a dating. It, at least people try to use it very often as a dating app. Yeah, platform. they absolutely do. Whether it's successful or not, your mileage may vary. But I think it's a very difficult place, especially for men who are looking for women to meet people because there is not a sort of gender balance in that community, I don't think. I could see that. And also just like the kind of predatory nature of, of already being on a maybe uh, aggressively kinky site or aggressively like sex focused site and then trying to find a date and not just a kinky partner, but like a date might be difficult. Finding a kinky partner might not be, but you know, again, mileage may vary. <laughs> and then I also included Hinge, Tammy, and Her, which are apps that I've never used, but I've heard about Tammy and Her being specifically LGBTQ and lesbian specific apps. Uh, so those might be uh, something to look into if you are in the queer community. All right, so, um, so we've kind of covered a little bit of like the pros and cons of online dating, but uh, something that I wanted to mention is that I think that it's a really great platform to meet new people. Um, you can connect with people, especially nowadays where we really can't meet in person. Uh, connecting with people online is kind of like, is super valuable. And you can connect with people who don't necessarily live in your city or state. If you want to have a long distance relationship, if that's something that uh, works for you, you know, that's totally on the table. And, you know, like someone like me who has all of these like different identities and labels, I like to put them out and like lay all the cards on the table right out the gate. <laughs> and that's something that you're able to do on almost all dating apps. So I like that. And you don't have to leave the house. <laughs> and I guess while we're, you know, having love in the time of a pandemic, um, not leaving the house and also who cares what the geography is are both sort of uniquely useful features right now for sure yeah sort of framed this as be ready to hit the ground running when we can actually meet people again in real life this actually would also be great if you are looking for ways to connect with people virtually because who knows how long we're going to be in that universe right and i think that being able to kind of like exercise that muscle of having an online relationship, it, it would be a good time. This is a great time to practice that because obviously there are ways you could maybe safely going on a social distance date or something like that, right? And I can talk, we'll talk about that later. But at the moment, having an online only date, which most people have probably never had, is maybe something we should get used to, at least for the time being. <laughs> and so it'd be good practice. This yeah. Is this yeah. is the best time, right? Yeah. So some of the cons that I know people are probably going to be thinking or thinking about right now is that it is a bit difficult to feel connected to someone on a computer or through a phone app. Um, so it can feel a little distant. I know I get complaints, especially from men, all the time about how they send out hundreds of messages but will only get like one in return. 
So it can seem like a waste of time, but again, I feel like there are ways that you can better prepare yourself or, or, or send better messages, you know, like that, that maybe a response would be uh, more likely than less. And then and there's I, the opposite, you know, women getting a hundred messages a day, but none of them are good, you know? <laughs> right. And I think that that's something too, where you really have to understand that this is a possible way to meet people, but there are no guarantees. And, um, you know, you don't want to pour your entire heart out into this one person you've identified as your perfect dream person on the internet because it might be a good reflection of them, but it really might not. And you don't know whether they are perceived that way by, you know, 75 other people or just you. So like, Absolutely. I think taking caution in how much you invest early on in the communication until you establish some kind of communication relationship, at least, um, is really important to sort of keep this in perspective. Yeah, and I mean, there's there's so much you can do online to kind of catfish or scam or there's just, you know, sociopaths out there who know exactly the most charming, perfect thing to say, the most perfect response and uh, message to send and they are not a good person, you know, like, so, and it might take actually meeting them in person or actually getting to know them more than just an online uh, to figure that out. And so there's really no, there's no guarantee that this is going to be like a, a great match. It's just an avenue for a potential, right? Like it's, that's all we, that's, that's all anything is though. That's life. It's an avenue yeah. for potential. <laughs> People sometimes make a great first impression in real life. And when you get to know them, they are a horrible human being. Exactly. So that is also true on the internet. And when, I mean, and so catfishing is so ridiculous sometimes because some, it, it can mean as much as someone pretending to be a totally different person using pictures who aren't theirs being like, you know, it, pretending to be a 15 year old girl when they're actually a 40 year old man, that kind of thing. Like that's, that's a whole level of catfishing on its own. But some people will consider catfishing like women wearing makeup and that's ridiculous, you know? Like, so, so there are levels of like, are all of your pictures, you know, Snapchat filtered, edited and Photoshopped? And does that come ac across as catfishing? Or are you just, you know, a playful person who likes to have dog ears on your pictures, you know, like, like And really, like, as long as you are being a reasonably nice human being, who cares? For sure. That's what the communication part is for. If somebody enjoys your pictures and it turns out they're heavily edited and filtered, they still enjoyed your pictures. Right. And that's the, the presentation that that person wanted to, to share is like the fun, maybe he maybe heavily edited or heavy makeup. Maybe that's just like the person that they go out, you know, as, you know, I know when I dress up for a burlesque show, I look totally different. I, it's like a, it's like drag. It's like a drag queen, you know, like I have tons of makeup on and I love taking pictures of myself when I'm wearing tons of makeup, but I don't look like normal everyday right. Lindsay, you know? And I think that that's obvious, or it should be, right? So if I post a picture online and be like, hey, I'm going to my burlesque show, look at how pretty I look right now. If people see that and are like, she looks like that when she wakes up in the morning, 
they're delusional. (laughs) Or she's going to obviously look like that at our coffee date. Like, (laughs) no, our coffee date, maybe I will be wearing some makeup, but I'm not going to be in like full on performance makeup. Yeah, it's not going to take me two hours to get ready. No, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) So when it comes to creating an online dating profile, I do think that actually having something on your profile is important. A blank profile without, with or without a picture, a blank profile is setting yourself up a little bit for failure in my opinion. You don't get any sense of their personality or what they look like or whether you'd be attracted to them intellectually or sexually or as a, you know, friendly human being. Like there's nothing to go on. And I have examples of like things you can you can write about because there is literally so much when people are like I don't know what to do I don't know what to say I'm like what do you what do you bring to the table at an actual date do you talk do you have a conversation do you ask questions you know because these are the things that people will are are potentially interested in there is the caveat of course of if you are in the closet you know sometimes taking a picture that's not quite of your full face or uh, is like, again, Snapchat filter, you have glasses and cat ears and things covering up your face because you are, say, in a job that you can't be out at or, you know, like you have family that might see it. Like, it's totally understandable. And explaining that in your profile is always nice to be like, I can send pictures, I just can't show them on here because of family or, you know, and I've seen that a million times with poly folks because specifically poly or queer folks because polyamory isn't protected and you know it's it's totally understandable right you can get pictures up that don't show your identifiable face but that still give a lot of information about your personality yeah and i think that that's a really good alternative for um you know this point for this kind of um dating profile i mean you know, you, like you said, you may be closeted and that is legitimate and you need to kind of think through how people are going to be able to recognize you, but that doesn't mean you just leave a sort of gray personality list, you know, the generic image that the app comes with. Um, you know, I, I would say there are a couple of things that I view personally as like, oh God, no, in images. I do not want to see pictures of your kids. Yep. I especially do not want to see pictures of your kids' faces. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they did not consent. Of, they can't you know, consent. The back of right, exactly. Like maybe a picture that makes it clear that there is a child in the picture. Like that might be fine, but not not a visible, identifiable picture of your kid. And also, please, for the love of God, no exotic animal pictures. Yeah. Not your tiger, not your elephant, or, you know, the, a tiger you met once on a fancy vacation. And also not um, dead uh, holding a dead animal. Yeah. And actually, I have that as a point later. Because I have, like, a, <laughs> I have a point, a whole slide of, uh, of just pictures. That's the next one. And... Uh, I, I did put that in there, and I, I, told, I was when I was first giving this presentation to my the poly group, I, I said, please do not put photos of dead animals in your profile. And one person was like, as much as I hate hunting, it's actually good 
knowledge to see that because I will never date that person. And I was like, okay, I guess I could see that. But also it can be triggering for people. You know, it's just like, put, put I enjoy hunting in your profile. Maybe don't show it in your profile picture. Right. right. I don't you don't have people... to show us your prowess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I agree. It feels like it's sort of the like equivalent of a dick pic, like not in terms of the <laughs> sexuality of it, but in terms of the like, um, you know, you can talk about your sexual interests in certain contexts in these uh, things, just like you could talk about your interest in hunting and fishing. But in this case, like just because you managed to once land a giant fish or kill a massive deer or whatever, doesn't mean that that's always what I, the first thing I need to know about you. Just yeah. like your dick pic is not the first thing I need to know about you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And, and just like unsolicited dick pic is like a phrase, unsolicited dead animal pic, often, often not wanted. If I, if I want it, I'll ask for it. Right. Like, <laughs> and I won't. Please show me your dead animal. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yes, I, I totally agree though. Seeing those dead animal pictures is a really easy swipe left or whatever the swipe no swipe no no because I do not want to date somebody who's a hunter and so like that's you know it's a it's a good uh filter for me but also if you say say you do hunt and you don't want to scare women off maybe don't show that (laughs) maybe let that be a conversation in your profile or down the road so some questions that you can answer in your profile I just wrote a couple here you could take the basic premise of our podcast and just try to answer who, what, when, where, why, you know, who are you? How do you identify? What do you do for a living? What are some things you're passionate about? Where do you come from? Where do you hope to go or travel one day? What are you looking for in a partner? What do you enjoy doing? Where do you like to eat or hang out or entertain yourself? What kind of things what do you would be find your attractive? perfect post pandemic date? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like what would you like to do as soon as you're able to get out of the house safely? You know, are you an introvert or extrovert? Uh, what are some other things that I wrote? Um, and then, like, what are your deal breakers? You know, like having things that are fully, uh, having a profile that's a full list of like no's is kind of a turnoff. But also, uh, if you have clear and defined deal breakers, probably good to know you know like i will not date a republican i put that right on my profile yeah i think that politics are a useful thing to have in the profile because i think they are they're very people are very passionate about most people are very passionate right now about their political views even if in the past they have not always been super engaged politically um we are in such a polarized state that i think it's a super useful filter no matter what your opinions are. Yeah, yeah. And um, honestly, if your opinion is, I don't care about politics, that actually also matters to me. Because then I don't want to date someone who doesn't care about politics either. You know, like, <laughs> like there's a, there's and a there apathy. And there are people who do want that. Or who do who want that, absolutely. not a deal breaker. So yeah. it's not like a thing, it's not like the dead animal pictures where <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, it's going to rule out nearly everybody. Um, uh, it's it's a useful filter that will help you identify people for whom you with whom you might be compatible. Absolutely, yeah. And so so back to pictures. Just like okay, a- that is a hilarious picture that you have on here. <laughs> I wish that our listeners could see it. There's like a 
toddler taking a selfie. Yeah, I found, I found some, maybe I'll be able to find a way to actually post this presentation for the public. But yeah, I, I, I tried to find a few cute photos to, uh, to add to the presentation as I go. But yeah, this one was pretty great. A little, a little toddler taking a selfie. Gotta, gotta start young. Right. <laughs> but speaking of, and so something that's been going around lately that I thought was really funny and I just saw like twice this week is, is stop and take a selfie like a boomer. And I don't know if you've seen these little. I haven't, but, there are, but you can imagine, right? Like there's, yeah. there's so many bad selfies out there. And it's often people who are kind of like, you know, 60 to 70. And they are always like a low angle, way too close to their face. And there's this thing. And actually I was talking to a photographer friend and the closer you take a picture to your face, the more distorted it gets, kind of like a fisheye lens. And so it actually, it makes you look bad because it's distorting your face, you know, like, so, so some, some like basic selfie tips are just kind of like going outside and taking a photo in natural light, either have someone else take the photo or pull your hand as far away from your face as possible to kind of like not right. distort the picture. Um, right. And slightly up instead of up your nose. Up. Yes, exactly. Up your nose is not a great, not a great look for anyone. If you're going to take a picture, a cliche picture in front of the bathroom, in the bathroom like mirror, which again, I say that's cliche because it's every other Tinder photo, uh, at least clean the area or wipe your mirror down a little bit. That, that's, uh, that's preferred. Yeah. If your yeah. environment looks gross, that is not going to be attractive to people. It's a, it's a slight reflection, you know, and obviously like, especially nowadays, like uh, there might be a couple, I might be sitting next to a couple bins of laundry that need to be done, you know, like, but oh, yeah. if I'm going to take a picture, I might, you know, clean up a corner of the room to take that picture, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, you and I both right now are sitting with our backgrounds <laughs> looking relatively neat and organized. Exactly. Now that is a hundred percent, not how I live my life, but <laughs> I have a corner that looks okay. But the like dirty looking bathroom is just doesn't leave a good impression. And I would say, especially if you're a man, it's, I, I think this is an area in which women are maybe a little bit more sensitive on average. Like, yeah, we know your bathroom might be gross, but we really don't want to see it. Let it preserve the illusion that you might not be gross. Yeah, there was this meme going around that was showing a picture of the bottom of a, a toilet, like the base of a toilet. And it was like, if this area of their toilet is clean, marry that man now <laughs> because it's never clean. You know, like, yeah. It's, so yeah, I would say like a little, a, a nice area that you're taking your, your selfie does kind of go a long way. It makes it, it just makes a picture look better. And it's also, if there's nothing like that in your house, outdoors, as we said before, that's going to give you better light anyway. So yeah. just yeah. go and do it. Natural light is way better and uh, it kind of, just, I, I feel like it shows your true self way better. When I'm in any kind of lighting inside, I'll probably look more like yellowy, you know, like uh, the, either the, the lighting will look yellow or blue and it won't look like me necessarily, you know, so, um, so outdoors is, it's just always better. Yep. And then also like having fun with it is, is, is always cool. Like some of the best profile pictures I've seen have been really fun and creative. And, you know, not everybody has like a creative, like photo bone in their body, but at the same time, like you could look at other people's examples and be like, that's really cool. Or that rock climbing pick is cool. Or that picture where someone's hanging upside down in a monkey bars is fun. You know, like 
there are things that you can do that you might normally be doing and taking a picture of doing them is kind of shows your personality a little bit more. Um, one thing I don't see on your list here is pictures of you and all your friends or you and your, like you in a group, mm -hmm. you in a group. Um, don't make me try to figure out who you are. Yeah. Like that's, if I have to work to figure out something about your picture, it, I, I'm probably a no. I mean, yeah. and that doesn't mean you couldn't do something really clever that makes me think that's fine. But mm -hmm. something where it's like, you know, you with your arms around your two buddies or whatever, like, and I don't know who you are yet, or, you know, especially it's, if that's the only photo or if all of the photos are like that. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that I think pictures should be of you and only you, you know, no kids, no exes. And, and honestly, I don't think you should really have pictures of your friends unless they have consented to being in that because now you're putting them on your dating profile. Like, I, in, again, unless they've consented to that, I just don't know that that's a great thing to do. I've heard the argument that you should, if you have multiple pictures, you should have a picture that includes your friends because it sort of shows that you have friends. And are shows fun. you have friends, yeah. <laughs> I, could, I could see that, I but maybe also that's... putting something like blurring their faces out or right. putting stickers over their face of some kind, you know, um, yeah. editing it some way in some way that's not actually showing who they are. Uh, I also think that like when it comes to partners, it's okay, it, again, if they've consented and if you're polyamorous and you want to show that like, hey, I'm married and this is my husband or this is my wife or whatever, I think it's okay. And also if your idea or, or point of being on a dating profile is to date together, then you probably want to show what your partner looks like. I, I think when it's just a woman and they're like, I'm trying to find a play partner for me and my husband, but there are no photos of their husband. It's like, well, I, I'm like, this might be something that I'm interested in. I don't know who I'm talking to, you know, like, and right. that's, you know, yeah. So, so in the poly realm, at least, having pictures of your partners. not actively trying to date poly, it's probably not something that monogamous people would find attractive. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, you know, unless you are sort of a, I have a mission, I'm out to recruit and convert. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, like if that's your jam, go for it. But I do think it's, it's, it, it, that may be a screen that people will use. So if you are open to dating either monogamously or polyamorously, then I would say maybe that's a higher risk activity or a higher risk activity. Well, well, and then there are people like me who really only want to date other poly people. And so I absolutely will put a picture of me and my husband on my profile. Right. It's not right. going to be my main photo, but it's down the road, like eighth or whatever. And just to be like, hey, just FYI, I'm married, you know, like, if you're monogamous and only want a monogamous partner, get out of here. Okay. <laughs> Please take this as advice to filter me out. Yep. And then also, I think pictures that show your interest are important. So if you do like rock climbing or if you do, I mean, like myself, I like knitting and burlesque and, and drinking wine, you know, whatever. Like <laughs> you can show different things that you're interested in and have those in your profile. And then they're not necessarily things you have to... Uh, bring up in your profile in writing, but people could still ask you about them and it's a good conversation starter. That makes sense. And so when it comes to like Snapchat filters and stuff, so I've, I've heard complaints from people who are like, oh, if every picture has a Snapchat filter, I won't message them because they're not willing to show what they actually look like. And again, like we talked about before, like I can see the argument, but I also 
you, you know what a Snapchat filter looks like. You know that person is doesn't have cat ears and a nose. You know, like so. Um, I think sometimes they can be fun and playful, but maybe maybe don't have them as every single photo. Covering up your actual face does make it unless unless that's your intention because you're closeted. It does make it hard to know what you look like. But again, maybe that's the intention. I don't know. You know, like right. Yeah, um, I think that's you know, it's going to be a self filtering thing too like if somebody if you hate snapchat filters then don't click on and try to communicate with people who have lots of snapchat filters in their pictures because when they don't look like whatever you imagine they look like underneath that um when you know if you meet in real life that's on you yeah yeah nobody looks like that generally you know, like it's just exactly you know and and going into dating online dating knowing that like pictures aren't going to look exactly like what a person looks like and when people wear a lot of makeup on their pictures but probably aren't going to in real life people are going to look a little different everybody looks a little di di bit different in real life no matter what so well this is a sales document i mean we're here telling you how to make a better first impression so that people will be more likely to communicate with you but everybody else who's got a good profile out there is also trying to put their best foot forward and that is also true in pictures so you're not gonna pick your like i just woke up and rolled out of bed and my right. hair's a mess and my face is broken out picture <laughs> but sometimes in real life that's what you look like yep oh and then i guess i just i also wanted to mention though we have talked about it a little bit uh sending pictures please don't send unsolicited dick pics or or breast or vulva or any kind of pic if someone has not asked for it, don't do it. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's bad form. And honestly, it'll probably make that person uh, go away because they didn't really want to be assaulted with a dick, uh, even in virtual form. So right. if you want to continue a conversation with someone, avoid doing that. <laughs> and then also adversely, don't beg for pictures, especially like pictures of someone's body Asking for them, especially before you really get to know someone, is a huge turnoff. It can be like really off-putting if someone is asking for photos that uh, maybe they don't deserve to see yet. <laughs> right, right. It's, it can be intimidating. Um, it can definitely feel like pressure, not like an invitation. Yes, yeah. So then also to filling out your profile, I think that like making a, even a short list of like likes and dislikes are really good ways for people that are messaging you to have like points of conversation starters. So I know that oftentimes I'll include things like my favorite books or TV shows or movies, podcasts, Definitely music. Definitely podcasts. Yeah, yeah. I have a whole <laughs> section for my favorite podcasts and I list my own because I'm like that. <laughs> um, and you can call the stars too. <laughs> yeah I, I mean I, I think that when it comes to like not focusing on too much negative because you don't want to seem like a De Debbie Downer like focusing on things that you like positively love and and admire and 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 like to do or or places to go eat whatever entertainment like I feel like that puts a positive light and then also it's it's something that people can connect to uh, so I, I, I like to fill out a little portion of my profile with things I like yeah I agree and people are generally more attracted to kind of positive, upbeat energy. 
Yeah, I agree. I, I think so. Yeah, I mean, like, there, there's this meme I saw that was, again, I keep coming back to memes. I'm apparently a meme whore. Um, but there was this meme I saw that was like, we hate the same things. <laughs> like, I love you because we hate the same things. And I right. think there's... Sure. Yeah. If you are really committed to your negativity, then um, there's somebody out there for you. Yes, very <laughs> most likely. There's... there. And I think when figuring out the things that you both like, you will probably also figure out the things you both dislike, right? Like, um, but, and sometimes that's also a good conversation. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so sending out messages. Let's talk about what makes a good message. Because again, I, I do often get people telling me, asking me for advice of like, I send out tons and tons of messages and I don't get any response. And oftentimes I will say it is men folk who say this and oftentimes they are brand new to online dating as in like this is their first week they've sent out a hundred messages and they've only gotten one or two replies and you know before we go into like what is a, a good message like patience is a virtue <laughs> I'll just say that right off the top because I've been on OkCupid for I mean, almost like 11 years, I feel like. And in that time, we've gotten hundreds of messages, sure. But like, I didn't necessarily find a partner within that first week of, of having a partner. What? I maybe didn't find a good, like an actual uh, relationship within the first two years, right? Like, so sometimes it takes a little while. I'm not, t I'm not telling people they have to wait two years to find a relationship, but I'm just saying sometimes it takes a minute take a breath. It's okay. <laughs> Especially now. Use this time to practice online uh, like talking and relationships and, and forming friendships because it's going to be a minute. Have patience. <laughs> and I think the other thing to know is like any sort of dumb opening line you have ever heard has been used by a hundred other people on that app. Yep. And so getting a sort of cliche opening message is not going to produce results. Yeah. Most likely. Yeah. I think, I think opening with a joke is maybe not, um, is not the worst thing, but if it's only a joke or if it's only a uh, pickup line or something like that, it doesn't do great for your chances of a response. Right. Depending on I, the person, right. You know, everyone's different. Yeah. But it's, it's not probable. Your, your likely response rate has lowered. <laughs> yeah. I think your best shot is if you say something relatively short, but that indicates that you have actually read and looked at the profile. So, um, you know, if there's a picture of somebody, you know, you use the example of like on a, um, monkey bars, like, mm -hmm. oh, monkey bars picture was really funny, you know, I love playground equipment too. Um, you know, something like that, that forges the, it opens the possibility of a connection is a good opening line as opposed to like, read my profile and tell me what you think. That's actually the worst opening line in a communication that is available in an app. Or worse, hey. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, you're right. Hey, you're right. hey, is it is nothing? I don't know how hey, many hey messages I get. Uh, I just got a message this morning that was just cute. <laughs> I was like, 
thanks. Uh, what, like, I'm not going to respond to that. There's nothing to right. respond to that, you know? Exactly. And exactly. hey is not an opening message. It just really isn't. It, right. Or like, please go do work to communicate with me. Mm -hmm. But that's a matter of preference. They're all terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean and i think so mentioning something from their profile is is honestly number one in my book it, it it shows that you actually cared enough to read even if you didn't read all of it even if you just read one section but could mention that part in your message like it shows you did a tiny bit of work but then also at the end of that message ask another question or ask a question because yeah then it's something I can respond to. If you're just saying, you know, commenting something, you know, I agree with you on this point. I don't know, you know, it doesn't give me an, uh, a way to keep the ball volleying back and forth, right? Whereas a question, I really, uh, I have an answer for that. I have a response most likely. So if you want to keep the, the conversation going, asking questions is the best way to do that. And that's online or in person. Like that's just communication interpersonal communication 101, you know? <laughs> like, and instantly a question is not like, hey, you're cute. Do you want to go down on me? Like, <laughs> right. that's a that's, bad question. That's not a question, question about that person yet. Right, exactly. Have the question <laughs> be um, somehow related to their profile, things happening in the world, a picture of theirs, like something that you can start a conversation with that isn't going to make the person be like, roll their eyes and be like, ugh. <laughs> which yeah. any question about, you know, do you want to have some kind of sexual activity with me when we have not had a conversation yet? Um, the, you know, no. Yeah. It's bad. Um, I mean, it's essentially question. online catcalling in my opinion, because yep. you don't know that person, you have no connection with them whatsoever. You see that you are attracted to, to them. So you harass them. Like that's catcalling. And, uh, and when you do it online, it's not any better than doing it on the street. It's not any right. cooler or nicer and you're not going to get laid ever, <laughs> you know, from that kind of message. Um, I also think that like objectifying people in general, uh, not great. So if you like something about the way that they look, complimenting their style and a choice they made are good, but complimenting a body part, or even if it's like generally piece, like uh, PG, like your eyes are really pretty or your mouth or whatever, you know, like mouth is a little bit, it's getting there, it's touchy, yeah. but like uh, a choice that someone can't, didn't make for themselves and only genetics made for them generally feels more objectifying than saying like, I really love that leather jacket in your profile picture. I really love the way you did your eye makeup. You know, a choice someone made is complimenting their style and the decisions that they made. And so you can still kind of like compliment someone's looks while not objectifying their body parts. And also those kinds of compliments can be responded to a little more easily than like, you know, hey, nice rack. Like, right. yeah, thanks, grew on myself. Like, you know, like there's not really anything you can say to that. Yeah. So if you're saying if the compliment is, um, you know, more politely worded than I did it, it's still like harder to figure out how to say anything other than thank you, which doesn't really right. continue the conversation. Yeah. And, and you could also uh, wrap a question into that, you know, like, I really love your tattoo design. 
Um, is there a meaning behind it? Do you have a special artist that you like to go to? You know, like there are things that you could ask right. about something that you are complimenting as well, which will keep the, the ball rolling. Um, yep. But yeah, saying things like, I love your curves. Uh, and then I tried to think of something like a woman could say to a man. And I, the only thing I kept thinking of is that a lot of guys complain that women only want to date tall guys. And so like, you know, like uh, a woman saying like, I, I can see you're tall. I really like that you're tall. You know, like that's not something that a guy can, <laughs> can really uh, help. Like if you're, you grow up and you're six, five, you did not get a choice in that, you know, good for you, I guess. But also if you're five, one, you didn't get a choice in that. And so like, uh, and it's so funny because I know that that's a, that's a common trope is that oftentimes uh, people will, uh, women will look at a, a guy's height and I never do mostly because I actually prefer dating someone that's a little bit shorter because <laughs> I like, I just feel a little bit safer with people who I know I could like, I could pick them up and throw them away. <laughs> you know, like I just feel safer with, with people I know I could take on in a fight, right? And so, um, so I never, have never looked at height. And so every time I meet someone in person and they're like, I mean, there was someone I met who was literally six, five. And I was like, you're a giant. And he's like, yeah, it's in my profile. I was like, I don't look at that, but maybe I should. Like, it's not a bad thing. It's just like, you are, right. a, you're a giant. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I was not expecting this. Yeah. It was, it didn't, didn't, did not come across in your photos. Okay then. Um, but that is something that I've heard uh, guys complain about is that women, uh, their preference is only to date tall people. And that's not something anyone can control. <laughs> no. But I would say it doesn't, you know, as much as that's something that is going to be potentially a filter and that sucks, um, I would caution against lying about it because yeah lying about height and age you meet the person you're gonna figure that out yeah yeah like it's a deal breaker for them why not get that out of the way before you've even bothered to waste time with them and you know and the lying about age part that because i just said yeah don't lie about age but um there was someone that, that was in the poly group uh at some point and this was years ago and we were talking about online dating and they said as soon as I turned 46, I got half the, the matches because people have their limits set to 45 or have the set to 40 or something like that. He's like, so I keep changing mine to 45 every year so that I can continuously show up on people's profiles because one year doesn't make a difference. But if you are say 55 and saying you're 40, maybe, maybe a little bit sketch. Whether the person who you had that conversation with was male or female. They were male. As I do think that age is a definite thing that women who are a little bit older um, get very skewed results. As mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, am, I have been intentionally misleading <laughs> on some profile sites when I was actively online dating. Um, or, you know, I even paid the premium on Tinder for a little while uh, when I was not dating anybody um, to not to have my age not included. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I think, yes, it's not that it's an invalid piece of information or, you know, I, and I'm not trying to go date, you know, 20 year olds, but I think that the algorithms and filters 
maybe overweight that. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's, if you met somebody in real life, the issue would be, are you attracted to them? And are you in a compatible point in life where dating works? And that is harder to judge online. And I don't think age is a great proxy for it. Um, I'm not going to lie, but I have definitely been misleading. Yeah. And I think, um, especially when you're around that uh, borderline where people will say, well, I will only date up to 50 years old, or I will only date up to a certain amount, like being around that grouping, it makes sense to maybe go up or down depending. Um, I know personally, I, I don't really have a limit on, on upwards of age when I date people, but I don't really want to date people under 25. And that's strictly because there aren't a lot of men I've ever met in my life who are a mature adult, even at the age of 27, you know, <laughs> like, like, so, you know, um, so sometimes I'll put like my lower age as a limit, but I won't, I won't have an upward limit, but even that, you know, like that people could surprise you. Like, so do you, do you want to limit that? And, and then also maybe examine what that means to you. Like why as a male, do you only want to date someone younger than you? Why? <laughs> like, uh, cause that's a really common problem. Is it, like, I used to think that I was only interested in dating people around my own age. And, um, I got cured of that a few years ago, but, um, <laughs> right. I do feel like there's sort of a generation limit. Like I do not want to date somebody where I could be their parent. Right. And I do not want to date somebody who could be my parent. But within that, that still gives me like a solid, you know, 40 years <laughs> range. And but, but that's often, that's often something that a, a woman will say, but a man won't, you know, like right, how many yeah. guys are on dating sites who are 50, but said their aim, their age range is 21 to 30. Right. You know, like, uh, I, and that's, that's kind of what I meant by examine why you only want to date someone you're who could be your kid, you know, like, or examine right. why you only want to date someone that's older than you maybe, you know, like, and so it's, it's, it's interesting to think about anyways, even if you don't change your mind. <laughs> right. And sometimes it takes meeting a person to change your mind. You know, if I met a 21 year old who was very, very mature, it would surprise me, but it would change my mind, you know? Right. And I think that's one of the things where, you know, once we can go back out into the real world, it's a very different thing if you're, you know, at a social meetup and you're just talking to the people who are there and there's some form of chemistry, mm -hmm. like that. You don't know their age. Right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> like you're making a guess of how old you maybe think they are based on your interaction with them. But it's not like, oh, I think that they are 27. So that's too young. You <laughs> right. know. <laughs> and there's tons of people in the group who will tell me their age and I'm like I never would have guessed both ways you know I never would have guessed you were that young I would never have guessed you were that old you know like that kind of thing and yep. people nowadays you know like you just it's so easy not to know so like right knowing on a, a website uh, it seems almost silly again it's just a number and very minor variable at, at best yes <laughs> so I did want to talk about consent a bit. Um, yeah. Consent violations on on online platforms are one of the most popular things that I read 
complaints about when it comes to like being on like OkCupid based Facebook groups and things like that. And, um, and people not taking no for an answer. It's a common thing that is unfortunate. And I think that there are ways that you can train yourself to accept no as no uh, and yes as yes, right? You know, like, so it often comes up as a topic when we talk about ghosting. So what is ghosting? You know, um, leaving someone without a response. I guess that's kind of like the only thing is like, is, is, is leaving the conversation without um, uh, any kind of indication that you're no longer interested or any kind of indication of why you're leaving, you're just gone. But when it comes to say a conversation that's either a not going anywhere, you're not giving the person something to respond to. If a person just stops responding and you've never met, you never, you haven't had much of a conversation with them online. I don't consider that ghosting. I consider that silence is a no, I'm no longer interested. And maybe I don't feel safe in rejecting you because this world isn't a very safe place for women to reject people. Right. Um, so I like to say silence is a no. If you send a couple messages and they don't respond, take that as a no. It's a, it's a means of, it's the safest means of rejection. Yep. And really, you know, one word answers are also a no. Like maybe the, maybe one, one word answer is not a no, but three, one word answers are a no. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I also want to, you know, clarify that like a lack of response isn't a lack of respect necessarily. It, it might just mean, it might mean they're uninterested. It might also mean they're super busy. Um, but oftentimes, again, especially people socialized as women, when they tell people socialized as men, no, they are met with hostility, anger, violence, threats, insults, um, sometimes death threats. Uh, so, so saying even something that is like, quote unquote, respectful of, sorry, I'm no longer interested, can be incredibly dangerous. So mm -hmm. like respecting that is important. Silence yeah. is safer. And nobody owes you their communication. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think that's energy. where quite often you'll have sort of dialogues around online dating or online communication in some of these different platforms. And, you know, people will complain like, well, why wouldn't they just, you know, say no, thank you. And like, well, yeah, I mean, that would be very nice if everybody said no, thank you. But and that people accepted that. Right, okay. exactly. Uh, unfortunately, the people who don't accept that or who want to argue about it um, have ruined it for you. Yes, they ruined the rest <laughs> of the group. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, and even if they hadn't, like your compliment does not is not like paying somebody to respond to it. There's no transaction here. Um, you know. A cat call does not mean that the person owes you wiggling their ass at you and a compliment on the internet does not require a response. And also I saw this like string of screenshots that someone had shared on Facebook once. And it was when a guy was, when a guy like messaged you on a dating site, complimenting your looks, see what happens when you just say thank you, because then that's like admitting you also think you're hot. And, and there were a lot of people, and maybe they were just, I don't know, maybe there's just a grouping of 
assholes, right? But they were like, oh, you're not actually that hot. Like they didn't want the person to respond with thank you. They wanted them to respond with, no, I'm not pretty. Like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. And like, I don't know. Oh my God, with you. I think I look so fat in that picture. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, maybe this is just like a maturity thing because I don't know many guys that would do that. But also at the same time, um, agreeing with someone, if they give you a compliment, like it could be a good test of like, are they giving you a compliment because they actually think that this is true or they give you a compliment because they want you to refute it because they want you to have a bad self-image. You know, like there's like, oh, I don't know. Like there's also the thing where people put a compliment and an insult kind of in together like oh you know that's really cute compliment right like oh that you know that's a cute suit it would look so much you know you'd look even hotter if you lost 10 pounds or whatever yeah Ugh, gross yeah yeah don't do that what is the the game the the dating um, oh yeah yeah that's a tactic that assholes use to yeah make women feel bad about themselves so don't do that don't be that guy (laughs) or girl don't be and yeah don't be a person who insults someone to try to get them to talk to you yes gross it's real gross um and i just i think that sometimes people can think that like people who are online don't really exist you know, like, it's like they're, oh, it's just online. They don't, you know, that's not real life. And therefore I don't have to treat them like I would in real life. But I don't know, there's always that like golden rule of like, you want to treat, treat people the way you want to be treated and treat people the online the way you want to be treated in real life. Because um, consent is just as important online. You wouldn't legally even flash someone in public. So why are you sending someone a dick pic and on a computer? You know, like it's, it's just as abusive. It's just as harassing. Um, and honestly, it, maybe one day it'll be just as illegal. Like, so be careful, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, and I think that's where if you're having an interaction, then that politeness standard, golden rule sort of standard goes. If you're not yet having an interaction, then, you know, that silence is not about you and is nobody's obligated to treat you with the golden rule. Like ignoring somebody online, it's not about you and you shouldn't take it personally and it doesn't mean anything at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it could be, there could be so many factors. You just Maybe they haven't logged in in a while. Yeah. Maybe they, Maybe they forgot their password. Life. Maybe they've read, right. Maybe they're busy. Maybe they got 40 messages yesterday and, you know, four of them were more interesting than yours. And so they're having those communications and it doesn't mean any, again, just doesn't mean anything about you. Don't take it personally. Let it go. So there's a, there's this list of things that I, I, I hate seeing on, especially OkCupid. Okay and this one is OkCupid okay specific, but I see it all the time is, the quote, I can't see likes, so message me. And I just <laughs> I just want to kind of like put it out there um, because almost no one on OkCupid pays to be on OkCupid. It's a free site. You can pay. And then if you do pay, you can see who likes you. But almost no one does it. So um, I just, just as a little tip and a little trick, you can see likes. If you like that person, it'll show up that they have liked you. If you like that person and it doesn't show up that they liked you, that means that they 
didn't like you yet, yet, you know, like maybe they will eventually. But so it does show you for free. So, so you don't have to say, I can't see likes because you absolutely can. Uh, <laughs> and also it's kind of like saying, I don't want to do any work. You do all the work. Right. And I am a big, huge no to that. Like yes. I see something like that. I'm like, delete or, you know, whatever the appropriate ignore, swipe, no, any of the above. Like I am not, if you want me to do work to have an initial communication with you, I am already against it. Yeah. And, and also, it's, again, it's not personal. It's just because you have, you seem like a jerk. Right. Well, and, and it's the same thing as like having a, a, an entirely empty profile that just says message me or, or, uh, or if you're curious, just ask, you know, it's like, well, but I don't even know what I'm curious about. There's, you've given me nothing. Right. I'm not curious yet because yeah. I have no information on which to form a curiosity. What would I care about? Yeah. What, what, what do I have to care about? Um, so yeah, so those kind of messages and what it also says in a kind of like overt, covert way <laughs> in an, in a, in a, in a sense, it says like, I'm, I'm lazy. If I, if you're going to be this lazy on a dating profile, how lazy are you going to be in bed? <laughs> you know? Like, I don't know. I, I, can, I can't trust that now. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so when you do that, it makes women think you're going to be bad in bed. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Like, at least, at least think of it that way, because then maybe you'll write a little bit more. Um, <laughs> uh, so bitching about your ex, which I shouldn't have to say, but apparently, like, it happens a lot on profiles is people are like, this is what my ex did. And now I, I don't want, I don't want this kind of um, aspect of a person because of X, Y, and Z. And and right. don't there, message there me if you're a person who la 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 like my yeah. ass yeah uh it just it doesn't look good just doesn't look good it's not a good way to paint yourself there are things you could say like you know i really uh prefer to be with honest individuals without going into a diatribe about how your ex was a liar or something like that you know like there right. are ways that you can make this a, a positive thing and not just bitching about someone you used to be with it just it's again not a good look it's a bad look and also um, it's a bad look for an early conversation or a first date conversation too like obviously those are conversations in which your relationship history are going to come up and you you know my ahead of time advice is it's okay to say it didn't work out because yada yada but like, you don't want to have a long diatribe about what was wrong with them and, you know, why it's all their fault. Absolutely. So, and I, I just wanted to put up a, a point, uh, though it should go without saying, um, but let's do it anyways. Uh, no racism, sexism, homophobia, bigotry, transphobia, ableism, ageism, or classism. Don't disparage sex workers for their real and legitimate work that they do. Don't body shame. And in general, don't be a hateful asshat. Absolutely. I think I've covered most of it. Yeah, absolutely. So as a, an aside, I would like to talk a little bit about dating in the time of Corona. So obviously there are virtual date options. And actually, I think I just got an, like a, a click notification for OkCupid that was like, do you want to have a Zoom date with somebody? Click now. There are other people in your area who want to. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> that just sounds like spam. 
Oh, it, yeah, it totally, it totally was like a, a click notification to just open up OkCupid. But I was like, that's interesting. They're, they're now using like social distance dating as an advertising component. It's just like really weird to me. But yeah. so obviously virtual dates are a thing. Um, you know, they take a little getting used to or navigating, but Zoom, Skype, and FaceTime um, are, are generally free. Um, as long as you have a computer or a smartphone, you know, like you can generally access those things. Uh, Zoom is only free if you don't have a pro account for like an hour or 40 minutes or 40 something. 40 minutes. Yeah, 40 yeah. minutes. Um, so, so that's, you know, that. But if it's an initial communication, that's plenty of time to decide if you want to get to know the person better or not. Right. Yeah. You could definitely share a, a drink over 40 minutes with a, a new person. Skype, I think, is free and unlimited. And then things like FaceTime and such. Uh, Duo was, is the Google version of FaceTime. Those are free as long as you have the app. Um, I also heard about somebody in my poly group having a trunk picnic date. So both people had a like a like a hatchback car and so they parked at a park their cars across from one another and then crawled into their hatchback pulled it you know opened the hatchback and set up a little picnic in the back of their car and both of them did it across the uh, away from each other and then just kind of like had conversations sitting in the back of their car and and had their you know like beer and picnic and they were totally social distance. They didn't have to wear a mask because they were so far away, but they could still hear each other. And I was just like, that's a cute idea. That is clever. Yeah. So like, you know, obviously you might have to mix things up a bit, maybe just having a picnic on the ground farther, far away from one another, or, you know, like at a, at a picnic area where you're in different, on different tables or whatever the case, you could figure it out. But like having a social distance picnic is a cute idea. It is. Another thing that I've actually done is, is cook dinner at the same time over like Zoom or Skype, and, but in, so, in separate kitchens. So you could even cook the same dinner and you're cooking and prepping and doing things at the same time and maybe even helping each other out along the way. Um, it might be even easier if you have one of those meal kits, you know, like a, like a HelloFresh. Oh, right, right. We're not yeah. sponsored, unfortunately, but <laughs> like, right. but how cute but that would that be? be? Yeah, yeah. So I could see that. No, being I have really to say, my kitchen is way not clean enough for me to have <laughs> socially. You have to position the computer and phone. Yeah. <laughs> Aimed at the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> so something we've done with the poly group is actually host like Jackbox games. And you could do that with a, a, like a whole polycule or you could do that with just two people. Jackbox games are online games that you can play on your phone as long as one person has it set up on their computer and you can like log in remotely or in the same room. You know, like it's, it's, it's a really cool thing that you can, you can play games with, with multiple people all distance from. I think that would be a good thing to do for an early date also because it's got a little bit of structure to it. So Mm -hmm. you're not just like, okay, so we're gonna sit here and have to talk to each other from six feet away. Like, I like your mask. (laughs) (laughs) Right, yeah. You could also see how someone would play a game, which might say a lot about somebody if they're super competitive or if they're super fun to play a game with or if they're a sore loser, you know, like you could see kind of how a little bit of their personality comes out uh, when people are playing games, I think. Yep, I agree Um, with that. 
so playing a movie together at the same time, I've done this with like Netflix, Hulu, Prime. I mean, any of those platforms, generally you just have to figure out like a three, two, one play, you know, and then you can watch a movie together and then also have either Zoom or Skype or something or your phone open and talking to them at the same time. Uh, that can be really fun, especially if it's a, if it's a movie that you really love and want to watch again. And you can also like having a conversation because you've already watched oh, the movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Social distance walks. As long as you got your mask on, you're staying a little bit apart. You know, generally being outside has been proven to be relatively safe, especially if you're not in big groups of people. Yeah. So I've gone on a couple hikes with my boyfriend where we, we wear masks because both of us are back to work now. And we never really considered it safe to be together without masks on, but now it's definitely not safe. Uh, so... Uh, we wear masks and say social distance, but walking outside is, it's good for our minds as well as our bodies, you know, like being out in the yep. sun. It's just so, and it's so nice. Right. And then it's nice to be able to spend time together in exactly. a safe way. But that's sort of a established relationship. But a walk, you know, is a good early date kind of activity too. Yeah. Um, yeah. As long as you're in a safe space too, like right. don't go right. into the woods. <laughs> but you know, there's plenty of parks that have a reasonable amount of traffic. So you're not like off alone, mm-hmm. but you're not in a crowd where you're going to feel not social distance safe either. Yeah. There were um, a couple times there in early spring uh, when it just started getting nice out where people were like, okay, it's, it's no longer... And again, it's, it's different here than everywhere. But in Wisconsin, it's like winter until it's not. And it's like 30 degrees. And then the next day, it's 75. And everyone is outside. It's, it's yeah. very weird. Um, so, you know, I went on a couple social distance walks during the winter still of, of March and April. And it was cold out. And it, there was relatively, like, very little people outside on, like, on even big park trails. Uh, but as soon as spring hit and it was like 60, 65 and people were like, oh, it's so nice out. Some of the parks were filled with people. I, I got out of the car and was immediately like, this is not safe. So let's walk somewhere you know else. You know, that would be cool is you could like identify some neighborhoods that have like interesting houses or historic houses or historic, you know, buildings of some kind and oh, absolutely. do a walk in a residential neighborhood. It doesn't have to be yours or theirs, but mm-hmm. just like pick a place. So like, Oh, you know what? The houses around here are, are pretty or interesting or whatever. Yeah. And, um, and that's what I've actually ended up doing because now that it's so nice up parks are pretty packed. Um, I have just been walking around my neighborhood, um, because it's, it's, I, we, you know, we could be walking for two hours and, and only pass one or two people walking their dogs, you know, like, so it's, and it's also easy to like cross the street if you need to, or, or stand in the street while somebody walks past, you know, it's just like, um, walking residential streets is, is pretty, pretty safe. I did get caught in a, um, rainstorm yesterday though <laughs> so that was fun I was walking yeah. my way back and then it just started like torrential downpour um so you know there right. are some there risks is that risk but <laughs> weather risks are your own responsibility yeah. <laughs> yeah. it was so funny because yeah. we checked the weather because it was like kind of cloudy out and we're like is it mm, does this look bad and I look at the weather and it's like no it's not gonna rain until like midnight and then 30 minutes later I was like I just thundered out. Uh, let me check this again. It's like, oh nope, it's supposed to be raining right now. So I gotta go. We, get, we should get. We should wrap this up. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I think the other thing that's good as a walk in an early date context is there's things to look at to talk about, like, mm-hmm. oh, cute dog, or, <laughs> oh, that's a really pretty house, or, you know, like, oh, do you know what kind of tree that is? Like, there's conversational openers that are not, that are neutral. Yeah, and especially if there are fun things that you could find. I know, so again, this is very Milwaukee specific, but there's a lot of um, really beautiful murals and like like graffiti murals painted all around Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And and there are some really cool places to go and to go walk and just like see something, like a beautiful piece of art. Right. It's right. like randomly and, in the middle of Milwaukee. And there's been a lot of street art in other communities as well, especially um, during the Black Lives Matter um, uprisings that have yeah. been in this um, spring and summer also have really generated some amazing art. And that's probably true in many parts of the country, if not the world. So Absolutely. you can go yeah. look for that. And, you know, obviously there's a slight political skew to that, but. Um, but if that's your thing, do right. it. <laughs> yeah. I give you something to talk about too. Yeah. Yeah. There are, there used to be a lot more that I, that I would see crop up, but now that kind of like bars and restaurants are opening slightly, um, there used to be a lot more virtual cocktail hours. Some people might be doing that. And if they aren't, you also could have your own if you wanted. But the, like a just a, hey, everyone, let's make margaritas and hang out on Zoom is really fun. It can be really fun. Um, I also went to one that was fancy from the waist up cocktail party. <laughs> you know, So it's like dress up if you want or just dress up from what we can see. Uh, and that was I went to too. one that was wearing a fancy hat. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I don't know that I have a, oh no, I do have a fancy hat. Okay, I would be able to do that. <laughs> uh, and you can, you can again, you can make your own. So uh, that's right. always like a, a possibility. Well, and fancy can be ridiculous too. Like, yes. you, know. you know, I'm reminded of, uh, of the Some Good News. Did you watch any of those videos? Which uh, John, he's Jim from The Office. No. Oh, okay. So he had his own um, YouTube network called Some Good News and he only reported good news. It was very cute. It was, it was a series uh, that he's now, stop doing temporarily but I do recommend it it's very cute but he always wore like a suit and tie and then he'd stand up and he'd be wearing boxer shorts or like a tutu or you know like it's something that's awesome you could only see him from the top and so he'd always be wearing something ridiculous on the bottom and that was super cute so I also thought about the about starting only because I actually do have a book club uh, through my job and we meet virtually for our book club now uh, and that was really cool but having like maybe a poly book club with your polycule or with your partners uh, could be really fun to have like a date where you both talk about or watching a movie and then talking, having a conversation about like, how did that movie make you feel? Like, let's analyze this. <laughs> you know, like, so those could be cool things if you're more like, I want to have an intellectual date. Yeah. And then uh, something that I think a lot more people got into during quarantine was like actually writing snail mail letters. Though um, I think, that's something I would be hesitant to do on an early getting to know yeah. someone. Yeah, that could be something a little bit more down the line once you get to know someone. Uh, but I did, I did hear about on this podcast, uh, the Dildorks podcast interviewed somebody where they talked about, oh gosh, I forgot what they called it, but they talked about writing erotic mail to one another, like uh, actual uh, letters that were like kind of like sharing erotica. Yeah, it was really cool. I was like, that's cool idea. One, I probably wouldn't be comfortable with on a early getting to know you kind of date, though. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. That might be a down the road, uh, everyone consenting kind of thing, because also I wouldn't necessarily advise sharing your address with someone you don't know very well, you know? Um, But if you are say already in an established relationship, but you can't see them right now, Oh yeah. uh, That could be a fun thing to do. Oh yeah. Um, And also sexting is all is, is safe again with consenting people who are um, maybe already in an established dynamic. It's it's uh it's physically safe. It is um it is social distanced. It is uh it is medically safe and generally um you know if, as long as you're being safe with whatever implements you're using, it's gonna be uh <laughs> like STI safe and and everything uh, like yeah. that. So so yeah, so sexting is always is always safe and can be uh, a really good fun way to interact with somebody. I know a lot of people will have like full on relationships only through Snapchat that are, you know, picture and, and, and sexting based. And, and that can be a really fun, even if it's just a distraction, not a full on like romantic relationship. It can mm-hmm. just be fun. <laughs> um, some things that people had told me that they were doing uh, during quarantine were like playing on Animal Crossing together. So playing a video game together um, and then making food and dropping or baked goods and dropping it off at their partner's house. Oh, that's just, I thought thought that was really cute. So yeah, so that's all I have on ideas for making a a good profile and then also like having, having dates. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to add? I would say it's hard to say exactly what the sweet spot is in terms of length, but you don't want to write a novel and you, but you do want to have some, engaging content if you know that you are weak on the spelling and grammar side have somebody proofread it for you you have a friend um you know again it's not necessarily fair or a reflection of you that people might just pass you by if they see you know a grammar error or spelling error but why take the risk yeah. Like nobody's gonna nobody's gonna pass you by because everything was spelled right in your right. <laughs> yeah. Uh and I, I do think that like often in poly communities, like online Facebook and stuff like that, I've I've seen many people share their profile and be like, Hey, I'm not getting a lot of responses. Uh would anyone like to give me some tips? And I'm I see that, you know, every I don't know, six months or so, I'll see somebody do that and they generally get good feedback. Um, some people will sugarcoat things and some people won't, you know, like, and depending on what you want, you could be like, I only want sugarcoated answers, be gentle with me or, you know, let it rip. I want, I want to know exactly why people are not responding. And so if you have a community, like I would, you could use it to your advantage and, uh, and ask for some help. Yeah, that is true because there are definitely people out there who are like, I love doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I tend to not really be in that category, but I have seen the same kinds of posts that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And there's people who are like, oh yeah, you know, let me rewrite this for you. I love to, you know, help. And I mean, and they're sincere, you know, like people want you to be happy. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think I'm, I'm in that boat of like, I would sugarcoat it too much probably to like give you any helpful because I don't want to be mean, but at the same time, like there are like all of the things we just said, you know, like there are so many things that you could do to better a profile. Um, so, so, and without being like 
wow, this is really shitty. You know, <laughs> there are things that you could do without being. Maybe you could expand on the content in this section and yeah. add some words. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just talk about yourself in any way, shape, or form. That helps. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I have any extra advice. I mean, I guess I would also ask people in, you know, who are listening now, do you have any tips? Would you like to add to this growing list that we have? And, and then if we get some feedback, I can also post my presentation and list the, uh, of, of things maybe as a PDF or like right now it's a PowerPoint presentation. I'm not sure if I can share that easily, but I can post it as like a PDF or maybe as a series of pictures on Instagram or something like that. So if people are interested, both great ideas. I think yeah, let should, me know. Yeah. yeah, I vote yes on that. Okay. okay. I mean, it was really, it was a cute PowerPoint. So I want <laughs> you to get to share it with more people. Okay, I will. Right. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't have any more advice. But yeah, folks, let me know if you have any more things to add because everyone's different. Everyone's looking for something different. And so, you know, you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. But if you want to put yourself out there, be some tea. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you're somebody's cup Absolutely. of tea. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. This was fun, and I hope that our listeners enjoyed it, too. And that is it from us at Polyamory Uncensored. We have been Lindsay Miller and Katie Williams. We'd like to thank podcast husband Rob for being our sound engineer. And thank you, Lindsay, for editing this podcast so that we sound smart. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Polyamory Uncensored. Contact us at polyamoryuncensored at gmail.com if you have a listener question or a comment. And if you'd like to support us at all, you can send us a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash polyamoryuncensored and simply click on the support this podcast button. If you'd like to support the podcast with a one-time contribution, we've set up a PayPal link to make it super easy. Thank you for your support in any amount at paypal.me slash polyamoryuncensored. We hope you have enjoyed this episode and remember, we love you. Bye. Bye.